When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Here's what's cooking on the day. Sports Stove Podcast. Week 1 review of college football. Week two preview of college football and week one kickoff for the NFL. We're going to give you our picks and get you all ready for Thursday night and Sunday and Monday NFL football. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into an all new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Killer Jerky Company. That's right, we've got a jerky sponsorship. It's about time. And uh, we're looking forward to partnering with Killer Jerky Company. Go to killerjerkyco.com. Use the code STOVE. You're going to get 10% off your purchase. Uh, Looking forward to uh, getting some of this jerky in the mail. And uh, I'll try it out and let you know how it is. We have a brand new partnership with them. And we're excited to be partnered with them. Again, go to killerjerkyco.com. Use the code STOVE. You get 10% off your purchase. Uh, It is football season. Uh, We grew up in Tennessee, or I grew up in Tennessee. It's football time in Tennessee. It's football time all across the nation College football officially kicking off uh, this past weekend. The NFL officially kicking off on Thursday. Uh, finally, we've made it through. We've made it through the, the the hard days of summer. We've made it to football season. Dad, how you doing? Welcome back. Doing good. Doing good. Like I said, it's exciting football season here. Had what high school for a couple weeks, and then college in a big way this weekend. And boy, now the NFL starting here just in days. As exciting as the college weekend was, I'm so excited about the NFL being here. Uh, questions being answered and intrigued. There's a lot of intriguing teams. We'll get to all those as well. But we can't just rush past college football. Week one, we, we had week zero two weeks ago. It was fine. But week one delivered uh, in several different ways. Let's start off with Georgia, Dad, absolutely dominating their former defensive coordinator at Oregon. 49 to 3. Uh, should Georgia be number one in the rankings? Um, I think, you know, it would have made sense. Of course, Alabama won big two. Of course, they didn't play a team like Oregon. So, um, yeah, Georgia, I mean, if you want to make a statement early in the year to handle Oregon like that, I mean, I don't think they left any doubt where they're at. So um, that, that, was, that was quite impressive. It was very impressive. Georgia Stetson Bennett leading the way. The defense continuing, just picking up where they left off with last year. We don't know what Oregon is. Bo Nix is the quarterback there, so we have a little idea. But um, 
nonetheless, didn't look good for Oregon. Can they bounce back? Will be yet to be seen uh, from there. Uh, another uh, top-ranked team that got beat was Utah going down to the Swamp. Florida ends up winning 29-26 to in that game. I was surprised by that, Dad. Now, I did say Utah would not repeat uh, out West, but uh, I did expect them to beat Florida, and Florida came out, and uh, now they've got a Heisman hopeful at quarterback and Anthony Richards as well. So, um, I mean, that was an interesting game. Yeah, that that really was, and that was, I think, a surprise to everyone. You know, I'm trying to look. I I don't have it in front of me, but I'm thinking when we picked games to watch, I may have mentioned Utah at Florida because going into the swamp is kind of a hard place to play. But uh, Florida, you know, not really supposed to be a factor this year. But um, that was that that was quite a start there, and I think that was definitely a surprise. Yeah, and like I said, Anthony Richardson is really he's he's come on the scene now. He's a legit Heisman candidate. Early on in the season, a lot can change, obviously over time. And uh, we'll talk about Florida's next opponent here in just a minute. Uh, what other games from Week One did, did stood out to you? I know Arkansas Cincinnati was a good game. Um, uh, outside of that, uh, not a whole lot of great games necessarily, but some impressive wins. Any, anything that stood out to you in Week One? Well, one close game, and again, you know, our friend, uh, the coach at Indiana, Coach Allen, that was a close game uh, with Illinois. I think both are going to be improved from this, you know, from last year there, and that was a good win, um, you know, for Indiana. And yeah, the Arkansas-Cincinnati game, I wasn't quite sure how that was going to go. Arkansas, you know, supposed to be good. They usually are, but that was a very big win. For them, um, you know, we've talked about the SEC being, you know, the dominant football conference. And, boy, this is going to be quite a year because if, if the first couple of weeks are any indication, um, had a lot of good teams in the SEC, that's for sure. Yeah, a couple other teams I want to mention. USC wins 66-14 in Lincoln Riley's debut over Rice. Um, let's talk about Ohio State and Notre Dame. Early on, it was it was a really tight one. Notre, uh, Ohio State ends up winning 21-10. to 10. Um, did that make you question either is Notre Dame better than you thought they were or is Ohio State not as good as you thought they were? Or did you come out thinking really no differently about either of those teams? Um, I think for me, probably Notre Dame's a little better than maybe I thought they were. Uh, I think Ohio State, you know, um, it, it's very, very good. And I think they showed that, um, you know, around here, I think people expected, you know, a, a potentially a good game from Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, like I said, I wasn't as high on Notre Dame, but um, they've got a good team. So it's going to be an interesting year anytime you play them, it looks like. Uh, then the last team I want to talk about with week one was Clemson. They won big, 41-10. to 10. It wasn't pretty early on there either. The question mark still surrounds the quarterback situation. Of course, DJ uh, Ugalele, or I always forget how to say his name, uh, but uh, he, 19-32, 210 yards and a touchdown, sounds decent. His QBR was 37.5, though. Uh, then his replacement that came in after the game was kind of in, in hand was Cade Klubnik. Um, he's a freshman out of Austin, Texas. He goes four for six, 49 yards and a touchdown. There's a lot of people already saying that, uh, the backup needs to, needs to get playing time over DJ. We talked about this in our college football preview a while back. I still believe in DJ. What about you with Clemson? Do you think they need to make the change at quarterback? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't wouldn't make a change yet. But the quarterback, like said, I think is still a question mark from watching that game. I I don't know. You know, Clemson is, is kind of good. You know, they're they're kind of Clemson ever everywhere else. Uh, very athletic. You know, well coached. But the quarterback, and again, he you know he may come back and have a lot better games. But it, you know, he he didn't come out of the gate like I'm sure they hoped he would or some fans. I don't think the idea of replacing him right now would make any sense. But again, if the quarterback behind him looks good, um, you know, that'll be interesting. And Clemson has never shied away from going after, you know, using the best quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll figure it out at some point in time. And, and if they make the change, I think they'll do fine. If they don't make the change, I think they'll do fine as well. But we'll see how that shakes out. As the season progresses, we know there's still a whole lot to learn about all of these teams. Let's talk about week two in college football. Oh, no, wait. Before we get to, to week two, we got to talk about week one in college football. Florida State LSU comes down to it. And before we talk about it, let's get to our uh, segment that we like to call the call of the week. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this. Hamlet to hold, to send it to, free football, snap, spot, blocked! Yeah! It's no good! Yeah! It's blocked! Shaheen Brown got his bit on it! Fire up the war chant and plant the spear! Knowles win! Knowles win! Mike there you go. Knowles win on an extra point block. That's courtesy of uh, ABC Sports and uh, the call there. From the Florida State announcers, where they uh, the big block, big time reaction to it. You love those kind of calls in college football and any sports, really. Um, the excitement there uh, is is there. Is Florida State back? Uh, that's the question, right? Yeah, I, I you know again, both teams were pretty shaky as the game you know um, unraveled there. I mean, early on, you know, Florida State struggled as well as LSU. There were some bright spots, obviously in both of them. But yeah, I don't know that we know enough about Florida state to say they've really righted the ship. Hopefully they'll be very competitive as the year goes on. Uh, LSU be interesting. I looks like, again, we talked about the FCC is going to be really strong and it's maybe a tough time um, for LSU. Of course, you know, like I've said all along, I, I just don't see where this coach fits at LSU. So, and he's taking a lot of heat so far um, here, but again, you know, LSU's got a great environment out there and um, it'll be interesting to see, but they could have kind of a, could have kind of a tough year. And, you know, of course it'd be interesting to see his recruiting and everything as it goes on. Florida state though, I think is turning the corner there and uh, hopefully they'll have a good year. Cause I'd like to see them, you know, get back uh, at least somewhat to where they were. Uh, let's move on to week two. Uh, a couple big games, exciting games at the very least. One that I'm looking forward to is Tennessee at Pitt. Uh, Pitt won a close game against West Virginia. Tennessee took care of business in week one, which hasn't been the case in the, in the most recent years. Uh, Tennessee's getting a lot of hype. Pittsburgh's coming off of losing, you know, losing a quarterback, losing a receiver. Uh, of course, they've replaced the quarterback, but nonetheless, uh, that Vols versus uh, Pitt is an interesting game to me, or at Pitt. Uh, there, that game there, you're wearing a Tennessee shirt tonight, so you must be all in. 
Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee looks like they're the real deal, right? Yeah, it, it looks like they're definitely, you know, definitely headed in the right direction. And this will be a real fun game, be a big game because being on the road and against a team that's ranked higher than they are, of course, Tennessee is ranked now also. Um, this will be a, this will be a really good test. They look really talented. You know, it looks like they've improved areas they needed to, you know, with offensive line. Looked like their defense looked good. And, uh, of course, again, it's hard to tell, you know, with Ball State. But um, going up there, playing on the road, um, you know, again, Tennessee probably should be maybe a little more athletic. Um, And we we do think they're well coached. So this will be a this will be a good challenge. And if they go up there and win, then, boy, the hype is only going to build. Yeah, they're the favorite, Dad. Six and a half point favorites on the road against the higher ranked pit. Uh, that surprises me. I mean, I could see if it was like a two point favorite. Six and a half points, a touchdown favorite uh, against a higher ranked team on the road. Tennessee hasn't been that in <laughs> a decade or two, right? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Now, yeah, can they, no, can no they, a, a, a lot of hypes. This would be a fun game. Yeah, hopefully they can live up to it. That's a, a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Uh, Bama goes on the road, too. They're facing Texas. They're getting all the hype uh, this week. That's where the game day will be. Uh, I assume Alabama will come in and stomp Texas, but Steve Kerr is Starkeesian. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve for his old boss and Nick Saban. Do you think that game will be entertaining at all, or do you think Bama runs over Texas? Um. I mean, Bama probably ought to run over them now again, being a Texas. If Alabama's what everybody says they are, then yes, they'll go in and they won't have any trouble on the road. In this one, I'm real interested to see how the young Texas quarterback does. Um, you know, we're all interested to see how good, you know, is he going to be? And of course, this will be a test, one of the best defenses in college football. So, um, um, you know, be interesting to watch. If te- I don't think Texas will win the game. If Texas could stay in the game, even for three quarters, that would that would probably give them confidence and help. Um, but again, you know, we'll see. Alabama could run in there and just run all over them. So that'll be that'll draw a lot of attention for sure. Yes, it will. Uh, number twelve ranked Florida is going to host number twenty ranked Kentucky. Florida six point favorite at home. Again, they looked for real uh, on on this weekend. Came out and won a big game against Utah. Kentucky's no pushover, but I think Florida should win this game, and uh, it might really put a damper on Kentucky's season losing to Florida this early in the season. But to me, Florida, they're legit. Kentucky has has some really good areas, but they also have some gaping holes. And I know I'm not usually very high on Kentucky, anyhow. Uh, but I think Florida takes this one, but that should be a good game as well. That's a nighttime ESPN kicker off seven o'clock Florida, Kentucky. Who do you think comes out on top there? Yeah, I think, you know, again, Florida at home, that's always tough there. Um, you know, this would be a good chance for Kentucky to show, are they as good as they talked about being or as people want them to be? Cause Florida was a surprise. Of course, they're higher ranked now. And, um, yeah, Florida, you know, Florida should, could very easily could or should win this one at home. And I do think that will um, be tough on Kentucky going forward. Because, again, like we said, there's going to be really competition in the SEC. There's no easy games, really. And um, so we will, um, 
We'll see. I'm sure Kentucky will be really re- trying to try to really be ready on this one. But being at Florida um, and Florida, you know, um, they're going to be fired up that crowd there. So, yeah, that's a tough place to go in and win games at for sure. Uh, the nightcap 10-15 kickoff, the lower rated BYU, 21 ranked uh, against number nine Baylor. BYU, a three point favorite at home. Uh, so basically say they're saying these teams are even. Uh, to me, Baylor is one of these teams that has to show up and kind of this is, in my opinion, a statement game for Baylor uh, where they can come out and show everybody how for real they are. They played Albany in week one, 169 to 10, but now they come out against BYU. Then they've got a, another cupcake after this one. Uh, but the Baylor Bears, the underdog against BYU. Surprised by that? Yes. Um yeah, a little bit, but again, BYU being at home and BYU could be a really tough team. They've got some big games going on, so this would be a big game for them. But like you said, this is Baylor's chance to show, hey, they're for real um, before they get into conference play here. So that, that'll be, there's some good games this week, and that'll be a good one to watch for sure. Last one I want to talk about, Dad, is the unranked, undefeated Vanderbilt Commodores at home hosting number 23 Wake Forest Vanderbilt seeking some respect in this game a win over Wake Forest might actually get Vanderbilt sniffing the top 25 uh they are 12 and a half point underdogs to Wake Forest at home so far Vanderbilt I love the memes out there <laughs> people calling that they want they want Vanderbilt they beat Hawaii 63 to 10 they beat Elon 42 to 31 Probably shouldn't have given up 31 points to Elon. Uh, but you go against Wake Forest at home, what's the chances Vanderbilt was overlooking Elon and comes in ready to go against Wake Forest? Well, I, I think, you know, from Wake Forest standpoint, I don't think they'll be overlooking Vanderbilt since Vanderbilt has been scoring a lot. And like you said before, you know, we've, we've always been hard on Vanderbilt. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see, you know, I'm sure we'll want to update them every week. And I wonder if we ought to have a special segment. I was trying to think if it should be the anchor down update or the Commodore thermometer and see whether they're hot or cold. But anyhow, we've been so hard on Vanderbilt, we might give them their own little area here. But Wake Forest is supposed to be good. This would be a big win for Vanderbilt. And I think if Vanderbilt made it close, it would be a a big thing there for them. But I'm sure, again, I'm not there anymore in the area, but I'm sure they're stressing, you know, no moral victories they want to win. But uh, it's this interesting thing, and I haven't kept up with it probably as much as you have, but they've scored a lot of points. Yes. And if they can score points, then the question will be, you know, Wake Forest defense. Um, you know, if they go in and give up a lot, you know, 30, 40 points, that'll be a real shootout. And like I said, Vanderbilt hasn't been having shootouts in years. So this is, there, there must be something going on there. Um, even though they may not have played the most talented teams, uh, to score that many points. I mean, I don't know if I like talking about Vanderbilt this much, but Mike Wright, the quarterback last week against Elon, he goes for 245 yards, 62% completion. Four touchdowns. He was sacked one time uh, there in that game. Uh, game one against Hawaii, only threw for 146 yards and two touchdowns. He ran for a bunch as well. Uh, but this kid seems like he's a legit quarterback in the SEC, 6'4", 195 out of Fayetteville, Georgia. And again, facing up against uh, Wake Forest this week. Uh, Wake Forest, their quarterback has three less touchdowns and 100 less yards passing. 
Uh, running the football, their leading carrier only has 100 yards, whereas uh, Vanderbilt, their quarterbacks, their leading rush for 247 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, the leading receiver for Vanderbilt has a uh, good night. I can't do the math. Maybe 70 more yards uh, than the leading receiver at Wake Forest. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's actually one Vanderbilt might be able to pull off. Uh, Wake Forest played BMI week one and beat them 44-10. to 10. Uh, So they put up some points in that game. But, again, it's BMI, so what do you know? We'll know a lot more about Vanderbilt when this weekend's over and – uh, maybe we'll go back to trashing them when this week is over, but it's been interesting to kind of see how they come along uh, so far in, in this season. All right, let's transition to the NFL uh, as college football has been entertaining. Uh, I will say this as well, that uh, Eastern Kentucky University plays Bowling Green uh, at Bowling Green Saturday at 4 o'clock. So uh, good good opportunity for EKU to come up. They They lost by a touchdown to Eastern Michigan last week. Uh, all right, NFL, uh, we're going to do our pick six. We'll start with our pick six, Dad. This year, here's how we're doing it. We're picking the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game. So we're picking all three primetime games, and then uh, we'll pick three just our choice uh, games as well to round out our pick six. So we'll have three games that we'll be picking the same. The other three, we may pick the same, we may not. We don't know who the other one's picking until this show uh, goes on. So uh, let's start, Dad, with a Thursday night game. The NFL kickoff, the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, hosting the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Los Angeles Rams. Who are you picking on Thursday night? I'll take Buffalo uh, to cover on that. I think they, I think Buffalo is one of the, by far one of the teams to beat and uh, be interesting to see. I think they'll come out ready to play. So I'll go with Buffalo to cover. Yeah. I think Buffalo wins that game also. Uh, and, and by more than two and a half points, I think, I think Buffalo's the better team. Los Angeles, I think is going to need a little bit of time to get going this year. Um, although they should still be good as well. Uh, the thirds or that's the, the Sunday night game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys, excuse me, at the Dallas Cowboys. Tampa is a one and a half point favorite. We're using the runyourpool.com uh, lines, by the way. Tampa Bay is the one and a half point favorite over Dallas. Um, one of our listeners told me he was able to listen to you hating on Dallas again this year in our, uh, NFC East preview. Uh, but uh, where do you go with Dallas and Tampa on uh, week one? Um, yeah, Tampa, I, I can't believe Tampa's only favored by one and a half. So I'll definitely go with Tampa to cover there. Uh, I think they're going to be, um, you know, a very, very good team. And I, I, I'm not sure where Dallas is. So I definitely would take Tampa Bay uh, to cover there. I think Tom Brady's distracted. He was gone from the team for, what, 10 days just to hang out with his family? Uh, not around, not even around the team for that amount of time. Uh, they have some new additions. They've got some injuries on the offensive line. I think Tampa's in for a rude awakening in week one. I go Dallas plus one and a half uh, here uh, to win that game and win it by, I will even say, maybe 10 points, uh, needless to say. Monday night football, bump, 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 bump. Denver, uh, Russell Wilson, you're having the opportunity to host his former team, the Seattle Seahawks. Denver is minus six and a half point favorites. How do you go with Denver and Seattle? 
Um, that there was a little bit of a big line, but I definitely will go with Denver over Seattle. I think Seattle's going to struggle. Um, and there's a chance Russell Wilson will get more cheers than the Seattle quarterback will. So, um, we will see from there and, and, um, I'll go with Denver. Yeah, it's, it's at Denver. So he should definitely get more cheers than the Seattle quarterback, but yeah, but that being said, I'm pretty sure it's at Denver. Uh, I guess I can check that right now. Uh, no, you're right. It's at Seattle. Good good job. It's at Seattle. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think Russell Wilson goes off in this game. I think he may throw for 350 yards, close to 400 yards. Uh, I think he is just going to dominate this defense. Uh, so I am not even worried about the six-and-a-half-point line. I'll take Denver there as well. All right, uh, now – the the random picks. Who you got with your first first pick uh, here? And your I guess it's the fourth pick technically. All right, I'm going to go with an underdog here, and I think the Cleveland Browns will beat Carolina, um, and um, so take the two and a half points. And uh, I think Cleveland is going to be ready to play. It's an interesting game, obviously with Baker Mayfield or everything there, but I, I I've got a good feeling about Cleveland in this one, and I'll pick them. All right, and you said we had them at uh, plus two and a half. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, Carolina's two and a half point favorite. All right, so um, that's an interesting game. I looked at that one, too. I chose to stay away from that one. Uh, I'm surprised you took an underdog, Dad. It seemed like you always kind of lean towards the favorites, but I took an underdog as well, and I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars, three and a half point underdog to the Washington Commanders. I think Jacksonville comes out with a good start, they may uh, lose this game, but if it is, it's going to be by a field goal. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville plus three and a half versus Washington. Uh, I think a real underdog uh, there uh, as well. But of course, Cleveland not having a legit quarterback, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback is a solid underdog pick as well. Uh, who's your fifth fifth pick? Um, I'm going to go with Green Bay over Minnesota, uh, and they're favored by a point and a half. Um, you know, this, this, this is a big game and this is interesting. I mean, Minnesota's going to come out fired up, a new coach, um, you know, fans will be excited there, but I, I think Green Bay is ready to play. And I think the defense is going to be the deal here. I'm not sure this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, on either end, but if Green Bay's defense can play anything like it looks like they can, then um, I, I think we'll be fine in a point and a half. Um, so I'm going to pick Green Bay. I didn't pick that game in this in our pick six. I did pick them in my uh, the thing that I'm in uh, with Run Your Pool, but uh, this one scares me, Dad. I think it's going to be a really slow start for the Packer offense. Uh, Rodgers has not played with these guys. You don't have Alan Lazard more than likely as he's didn't even practice again today. Um, there's to me, there's a lot of question marks in that. I think I think they'll get it figured out pretty quickly, but I think it could be a sluggish start. I still picked them to win, but uh, that one scares me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I think the defense should be great. I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon should be great, and maybe by the second half, Rodgers has it going. But uh, man, I mean, talking about Sammy Watkins, who he's never played with, Randall Cobb, who's old, and rookies who he's never played with, uh, guys that haven't really been on the field much with them. That one scares me for sure, uh, but it doesn't surprise me <laughs> that you went with them as well. Uh, I'm going to go with a big favorite, Baltimore Ravens, minus seven and a half over the New York football Jets. 
And uh, Baltimore, I just, I mean, Joe Flacco got announced as the starter for the Jets this week. And I immediately said, all right, I'll take whatever the line is. I'm going with that one. Baltimore, seven and a half over the Jets. Uh, That leaves you your last pick of the week. Who do you got? Yeah, I looked over them and um, I'm going to take an underdog again. And I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals. Um, getting three and a half against Kansas City. I'm not sure Arizona will win, but they can get it within a field goal. And I'm going to go with picking Arizona um, with the points against Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City's another team that I'm just, I'm not sure about yet. Uh, The more I think about it, the more I'm down on Kansas City this year. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has a ton of drama in his life with his wife and brother. Uh, on top of that, he loses an elite talent at, at, at wide receiver this year. Um, he still has talent on the team. They could still win. I think that's probably a pretty good pick there, Dad. I'm impressed with that one. Um, I went somewhere else with major underdog potential, and that is the other team in New York, the New York football Giants at plus six and a half versus the Titans. I think the Titans win this game. I think the Giants, though, keep it close. So I'm going with the Giants plus six and a half. So my picks are Buffalo minus two and a half over the Rams, Dallas plus two and plus one and a half versus Tampa, Denver minus six and a half at Seattle, Jacksonville plus three and a half versus Washington, Baltimore minus seven and a half versus the Jets, and the Giants plus six and a half versus Tennessee. So I've got three underdogs. Dad, you've got three under two underdogs. Two underdogs. Yeah, two underdogs. You've got Buffalo at minus two and a half, Tampa at minus one and a half, Denver at minus six and a half, Cleveland at plus two and a half, Green Bay at minus one and a half, and Arizona plus three and a half. And uh, you can probably see different lines at different places, but nonetheless, the ones we're going with, that's what we found as well. So feel free to submit your picks on Twitter at Sports Stove. Uh, we'll post this up and uh, feel free to post your picks as well, picking six games. Uh, throughout this week as well. Let's look at some other games on the schedule, Dad. Uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Cincinnati at home, six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Steelers. Always a crazy uh, competitive physical game when these two teams meet. But Joe Burrow coming off a Super Bowl loss uh, against Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. How How do you like that game this weekend? Yeah, that's been interesting. I think uh, Pittsburgh made a wise choice with Trubinsky. And, um, of course, you know, they've got a you know, great running back and everything. But I think Cincinnati will be, you know, ready to play. They've got a lot of talent. And um, I think we'll see if their offensive line is better like it should be. Um, again, it's a big rivalry game, no doubt about it. But being at home, um, I think, you know, the Bengals hopefully will get off to a good start. Let's just run through these games quick, and you can add anything you want to. I think New Orleans-Atlanta is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Jameis Winston with some elite talent around him in New Orleans. Uh, They are favored against the Falcons. I don't trust Marcus Mariota, but I'm interested to see Kyle Pitts and the progress he makes this year. Drake London uh, as well added as a rookie. I think the Saints win this game, but I think kind of like that Cincinnati Steelers game, it's a different kind of game, but I think Saints-Falcons is always entertaining. Yes, and, and like I said, to me, the big thing will be what's Marcus Mariota going to be like? You know, is he going to be a, at least a serviceable starter? Because they do have some great young players um, there. And um, and same way, you know, 
um, with with New Orleans, you know, New Orleans, you know, with a new coach again. I think, and we know their defense is really good. I'm not ever convinced about Jameis Winston, um, but they've got some, you know, they got Kamara, they've got some, you know, real talent. So uh, that 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 could be a very interesting game. Yeah, Mike Thomas returns at wide receiver. Chris Olave, the receiver rookie as well, uh, in there. Uh, Dub Bears are playing the 49ers. San Francisco with Trey Lance at quarterback, a touchdown favorite at Chicago. Um, I'm kind of all in on on Trey Lance this year. I think he's going to have a good season, but game one won't be easy, although it is the Bears. It might not be that hard either. The Bears are going to be bad this year. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I I think this is a good game for Trey Lance to get to start out with. And, um, you know, I – Niners shouldn't have a lot of problems here. It would be interesting. Eagles go to Detroit to play the Lions. If Jalen Hurts is what many people hope that he is, they should dominate this game. But Detroit is hanging in there. Eagles a four-point favorite on the road against the Lions. Dan Campbell, is he going to bite some kneecaps or are the Eagles going to pull it off? Um Again, if the Eagles will use their talent, if the Eagles are what they could be, then um, they'll handle Detroit, even on the road. Um, you know, I, I think everybody likes Campbell, and I think the thinking is, boy, we want the Lions to get to be better, and I think they could be. But the Eagles have much more talent and um, much more potential. But it's a road game, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll find out. And Jalen Hurts could either make a big statement or the big question mark heading into this next week. Definitely. Uh, a team full of mystery with a cheating history. The New England Patriots travel to Miami to face the division foe Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point favorite. They got some new weapons to go along with Tua and Waddle, uh, bringing in Tyreek Hill. And uh, I, I kind of lean towards Miami in this one. I almost picked it in our pick six. But New England division foes, I don't trust Tua. Uh, how, how's that game going to shake out? Yeah, New England, because uh, they're at home, I believe. And that'll no, be – it's at Miami? Yeah. Uh, Miami then should should be able to get the start that they want to get. You know, they're, they're supposed to be better. They have a lot of talent. Again, I'm, I'm a little bigger on Tua um, than you are. So I, I think Miami will have a good shot then if it's at home. It does not take much to be higher on Tua than me. <laughs> I'm yeah, probably the lowest on him. Uh, Ravens and Jets, we talked about through our picks. Jaguars, Commanders, Browns, Cleveland, uh, Browns and Panthers. Colts, Texans. I wanted to pick the Colts. I chose not to. Um, uh, I think they were eight and a half on our poll. They're seven uh, right now uh, against the Texans. It's on the road in Houston. I just think the Colts are going to be good. And we know Houston. I don't think Houston's going to be horrible. But compared to most everybody else, they're just not going to be able to match up. So I think Indianapolis uh, takes control early and uh, kind of runs all over Houston with Jonathan Taylor. I think the defense is really good, too. But I think Davis Mills comes out of this game looking pretty decent for Houston still, too, and the Lovey Smith return to the sidelines. How do you feel about Indianapolis-Houston? Yeah, I, I think the Colts, again, I think in the first game of the year, they should come out and really play. I think if it was a different game, this uh, Texans could be one you would overlook a little bit. But again, um, <clears throat> Colts have a lot more talent, have a good defense, like I said, a great running game, and really anxious to see, you know, I, I think quarterback will have a great year there. So um, uh, hopefully Indianapolis will come out and look good. 
Yeah, Matt Ryan, the new Indianapolis quarterback uh, there as well. The only game we haven't talked about yet might be the most intriguing of the whole weekend. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to Los Angeles against the Chargers. A great way to end the regular season last year. Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams now on the Raiders. Um, the Chargers, the three-point favorite at home. So, again, they're saying that it's a pretty even game. Again, I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch, and we'll see if, if the Raiders are ready to go. It might take them a week or two to kind of get their legs under them as well, though, right? Yes, yeah, a lot of talent in this game. And, um, you know, so I, I think, you know, I, I expect big things from the Chargers. So it'll be interesting to see if they get off to a really good start here. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see on the Raiders. Again, I'm not big on the Raiders coach. Um, I do like the quarterback and Devontae Adams. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that combination starts out to season two. Uh, there'll be a lot of eyes on that. The Chargers defense should be incredible. Uh, will they be, though, is the question mark uh, there as well. There's week one games. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, I've got high school basketball practice uh, while it's kicking off, but I'll watch the end of it hopefully uh, there tomorrow. Buffalo and the Rams kicking us off in the NFL season. All right, let's get to the end of the year. End of the year for the NFL, Dad. Let's talk through the MVP race and uh, I'm curious about your MVP predictions. We're locking these in. You can't change it once you get it set. And the way that I asked you to do this was give us one quarterback MVP nomination and one non-quarterback MVP nomination. It's very rare, especially in today's day and time, for a quarterback to lose the MVP. But we're, we're, I wanted to split it up. So we're going to go quarterback MVP nomination, non-quarterback MVP nomination. So who's your quarterback MVP nominee this year? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a chance here because, I mean, it'd be easy to just pick, you know, the, the, the favorites that everybody's going to pick. But I'm going to go with a guy that I think will have a, a real bounce back year, and I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Um, I'm going with the guy that changed teams this year, and that's going to be Russell Wilson in Denver. Uh, I think if Denver wins the West, if they get 12 wins, um, it's going to be a lot because of Russell Wilson, I think. And I think that he would get a lot of look. He'd be a good story. A lot of people like Russell Wilson uh, as well. And so I think there's potential there. Um, again, I'm thinking a little bit, trying to think outside the box. Josh Allen is a big one, of course. I think Tom Brady uh, is one. Aaron Rodgers going for the three-peat, three, three years in a row possibly. Um, but I'm going to go Russell Wilson as my quarterback MVP prediction. Uh, how about your non-quarterback? Who you got there? Well, I think the obvious one is Jonathan Taylor. He should have a great year there. And I was thinking the other guy that I might have thrown in there would be um, Jamar Chase. Interesting. Yeah, I thought about Miles Garrett and Cleveland, a defensive player. I thought about Aaron Donald in L.A. Uh, I thought about Derrick Henry in Tennessee. If they have another great year, Henry would be the reason for it. But I went with Jonathan Taylor also. I, I've There's no hiding it. My love for Jonathan Taylor. And uh, so he's my pick there as well. Uh, how about Super Bowl picks, Dad? Uh, we got to pick who's going to win uh, our AFC, who's going to win the NFC, and ultimately who's going to win it all. Uh, let's see how Homer we get here in this segment. Super Bowl picks, Dad, who do you have? 
Um, well, in the NFC, yeah, I'm going to be a homer because I really do think Green Bay, this is the year they can win this and get wow. there. So I'm going to go with Green Bay and the NFC. And the AFC, um, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers, the okay. L.A. Chargers um, getting into the Super Bowl this year. Okay, so we got to clarify this. Why Green Bay? Why do you think this is the year for them when they've fallen short so many years previously? They lose one of their most dynamic offensive players in Devontae Adams. I think we agree on this, but why Green Bay? Why do you think they make it? Well, I think the defense is a big part of it. Um, you know, they're trying to improve the special teams. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, Green Bay would have been in two or three more Super Bowls if it hadn't have been for the special teams. Um <laughs> you know, point blank. So uh, I think that's going to be better. But this defense could really be special. And if that's the case, then Aaron Rodgers, like you said, will get it figured out. Um, The two running backs are going to be really good. And I think, you know, people say that. But I think knowing what LaFleur can do with them, it may put them in a whole different category, um, Green Bay offensively. And so, um, again, I think in the NFC, when you look at it, there's no reason uh, that they definitely won't be one of the top teams. And I think this could be the year that, that they do it. Yeah, I'm with you. And I know it's a homer pick, but I think the defense is the reason. I think you hit the nail on the head. This could be an elite defense in Green Bay. Best defense they've had since their last Super Bowl win. And, uh, I mean, they got some depth and key positions as well. They're not deep everywhere, but they got some deep the depth and key positions. Offensively, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to carry the load, and you're going to see Rodgers spread it out. You've talked about Robert Tunyon at tight end. is going to have a big year. Um, what they do at wide receiver, I don't know who, who to tell you is going to be good at wide receiver, but Rodgers will make somebody good this year too. So, again, barring health issues, I think Green Bay is the team in the NFC as well. Now, you picked the Chargers, Dad. I'm going to go – with the Indianapolis Colts out of the AFC. I, I wanted to go Buffalo really badly, but so many people are picking Buffalo, there's no chance that they can make it. So uh, I'm going to go with Indianapolis. Matt Ryan, uh, an experienced quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, the best running back in the league. The defense, again, is really good. You talked about the Chargers. The Chargers have a great defense also, or at least they should. So I think when you're looking at Super Bowl teams, you've got to consider the defense situations. I think Cincinnati could be back. I think Buffalo is going to be right there as well. Uh, I think the Ravens could surprise a little bit. Um, you know, can't, I don't think Kansas City's in the running for this. I really don't. Uh, the Chargers are an interesting team, though. But I'm going to go Indianapolis and Green Bay. And then I just can't pick against Green Bay. So I'll say Green Bay beats Indianapolis in the Super Bowl. Um, who do, who's your Super Bowl winner? Yeah, I would go with Green Bay over the Chargers there. Again, I think if Rodgers gets there, um, you know, he knows how to win it. And um, so I'll go with the Packers. Okay, so I know we sound like homers, but uh, nonetheless, we can live with it. You can call me whatever you want to call me. I really don't care. Uh, I'm going with Green Bay over Indianapolis. And, of course, Dad, being a minority owner of the Green Bay Packers, uh, he goes Green Bay over the Chargers. Uh, Dad, let's talk a little baseball real quick, unless you got something else football-wise we need to talk about. I'm sorry? Do you have anything else football-wise we need to talk about? No. No, no, I think we're good. Like I said, it's going to be a great week. I was kicking off the NFL and college football, same way. All right, let's talk some quick baseball real quick, and then we'll be on our way. The New York Yankees are only now five games up on Tampa Bay. Uh, That's intriguing. The Yankees have had a rough go of it as of late. 
then you've got Cleveland, two games up on Minnesota. Houston, ten and a half games up uh, there against Seattle. In the wild card race, you got Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto in Baltimore. Three and a half games back, still hanging on there for a possibility. But I think the top six right now, Toronto, Seattle, Tampa, along with uh, Cleveland, New York, and Houston, I think that's your AL playoffs. Um, you know, I said a while back that I think the White Sox win the Central. I still think the Central is up in the air, uh, but then none of them will get a wild card spot. So it's going to be the winner of the Central, then the Yankees, the Astros, Seattle, Tampa, and Toronto in the playoffs. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? No, I agree with that. That's where I think it's going to be. Toronto's bounced back and they should make the playoffs. Like I said, Tampa's an interesting team. Um, it could be really good, you know, to get in the playoffs there. I'm, I think it's good for Cleveland to be there. Again, I don't know that they're going to do much in the playoffs. And you said all year the Astros were a really good team. So um, getting into the playoffs uh, should be a good baseball playoffs, I think, this year. Yeah, Houston in the one seed right now. They're about five games up on the Yankees uh, there for the one seed. Uh, who wins the Central? You said you think Cleveland finishes it out. Yes, yeah, I th- I'll go with Cleveland on that. All right, I'll, I'll stick with the White Sox just because I said it so long ago that it'd be great if it works out, <laughs> and I'm right, but I'm not sure how that'll how that'll work out. In the National League, Atlanta has caught up with the Mets. They are tied Philadelphia 11 games back. In the Central, it's St. Louis in control uh, with Milwaukee nine games back. The Dodgers in control in the West as well. San Diego 19 and a half games back. Wild card race right now. Uh, let's see here. You've got uh, Atlanta or the Mets, whichever one. Philadelphia and San Diego in right now. Milwaukee's three and a half back from San Diego and Philadelphia, so they can still catch the wild card. Does Milwaukee make it into the playoffs? Because, boy, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get from Milwaukee. Yeah, no, it it, it it doesn't. Like I said, I think Philadelphia is playing fairly well, so I think there's a good chance, um, you know, they could stay in it. Same way with um, San Diego. So I think, you know, the teams that are in it look like they're in it right now. Of course, again, what, we've got three weeks left at least in the season. So a lot can change there. One little run can make a difference. Um, and it'd be real interesting to see who wins the division over there with the Mets. Uh, and the Braves, because the Braves really coming on again, being the defending champions. Yeah, seven straight wins for Atlanta. I've said the Mets finish it out and win, but Scherzer goes on the IL. He's going to be gone uh, for about two weeks. That might be enough to let Atlanta finally overtake New York, and uh, maybe Atlanta does win it. Who, if you're if you're a, a betting man, who would you pick there, Atlanta or New York? Um, I, I think Atlanta. Like said, I. You know, they're the defending champions, and they've played well. They've stayed in this, and I think Atlanta could end up winning winning the East. Milwaukee, you know, I'm a Milwaukee fan. It's been a frustrating season. I'm going to say they're still making it in. They're, they're not that far back. Uh, they have an opportunity here uh, to at least catch one of those bottom feeders in Philadelphia or San Diego. Uh, I'm trying to look right now and cannot find. There it is. Um, the Brewers' schedule for the rest of the season is, and in my opinion, it works out for them when it comes to getting in uh, the wild card. They're not going to catch the Cardinals. 
They got San Francisco next up. They got a two two game series at Milwaukee. Excuse me, it's a double header at Milwaukee on Thursday. Then they are home against Cincinnati on the road against the Cardinals, uh, home against the Yankees and the Mets before getting the Reds again, the Cardinals again, and then the Marlins. Uh, they close out the year against the Diamondbacks. So they've got some games they should be able to win, but they got some tough games too. I'll say they catch Philadelphia, um, but uh, that's a lot of that's just fandom hoping that they catch Philadelphia, maybe more so than actually catching uh, Philadelphia uh, there as well. So we'll keep an eye on the baseball season, how it shakes out and how it ends out here as we are nearing the end of the regular season of Major League Baseball. And right as we're entering into the regular season of football, what an exciting time to be alive uh, there as well. Dad, anything else we want to talk about before we go? No, no, like I said, I really don't, because we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. So, you know, yes, the football indeed. season will provide a lot, and baseball keeping coming down here. And like I said, a lot of it would be to look at the schedules. To me, one thing that probably hurts the Brewers is they don't play the Padres or the Phillies, because the easiest sure. way to catch somebody is playing them head-to-head. And um, so – you know, I, that may not be in their favor, but they do have some games they can win. So, um, you know, it'll be in a rain, like I said, they, the uh, American League Central, that could get real tight before it's over with. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely could could be an interesting ending to the year uh, in a couple of those divisions. Uh, all right. Thank you to our new sponsor, Killer Jerky Company. Go to killerjerkyco.com. Use the code STOVE, S-T-O-V-E, and get your discount there from Killer Jerky. They've got some gluten-free options. They've got some ridiculously hot options if you like hot stuff. And they've got your average, I say average flavors, your normal flavors as well. Um, And I've heard some really good things about the Angry Teriyaki flavor. So looking forward to trying that at some point as well. So make sure you go to KillerJerkyCo.com. Use the code STOVE for 10% off your purchase. Uh, our schedule will be just like this moving forward here throughout the football season. Me and dad will be live on Wednesday evenings and available for podcasts Thursday mornings. And then I do our, uh, local hour episode. It comes out Wednesday mornings, uh, on the podcast as well as we continue to cover Eastern Kentucky university football. Um, we've got our first live tailgate show coming up a week from Saturday at mad mushroom pizza in Richmond, Kentucky at noon, uh, before the tailgating kicks off for the EKU football game. So if you're in Richmond, Kentucky, or the surrounding areas, come down and see us a week from Saturday at Mad Mushroom Pizza as well. All righty, there you go. We've given you our picks for this week. We've uh, given you our Super Bowl and MVP predictions as well. And, well, I don't remember, Dad. I think we've always been right. So I'm sure we're right again this year sure. as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.